Welcome to the Innate Flow Podcast, a vibration in the time-space continuum, communicating the wisdom, reflection, and awareness direct from the mouths of authentic truth seekers and spiritual warriors. These conversations are empowered dispatches, co-created to uncover how we as individuals can move into healing our collective consciousness in a holistic and intuitive way. Sit back, quiet the mind, and open the heart as we integrate the here and now. Mark England is a self-described simple man. He is the co-founder and head coach of Enlifted, the co-creator of Procabulary, and a person who embodies the archetype of a lifelong learner. And before we dive into our interview, I want to give an anecdote of listening to Mark on another podcast. It may have been Tate Fletcher or some other badass and this was before I'd even joined the Enlifted community and had had my first conversation with Mark. And I heard him say that he was going to do 500 podcasts and then call it a day on podcasts. And that lit a spark in me that I will start a podcast and we'll have Mark England on my show before he reaches 500. So it is a profound honor and a joy to have him on the show today. Welcome to the Innate Flow podcast, Mark. Nate, thanks for having me on, buddy. Thanks for that that introduction. Uh, and you, you you know you set a goal and you hit it. You got me. This is uh, this is two hundred eighty seven. Two hundred my two hundred eighty seventh podcast, and I, I I revamped that goal for podcasting. I'm going to do a thousand. I'm going to do a thousand podcasts, and then I'm done, dude. I'm done. I've said, I will have said every damn thing I can think to say more than, more than five times. And if you, you want an lifted conversation, great. Grab one of our coaches, get you, get Nate Gardner. Don't worry about Mark England, get Nate Gardner on your podcast. Beginning with an easy softball question. Who is Mark England and why is he here on this planet? softball softball question who am i um well you know i'm a story uh, the mark mark england is a story um and i was talking to somebody about this yesterday two days ago yeah are are we you know are we the are we the the are we are we us am i mark or am I the ability to create the story of Mark? One's a who, the other one's a what. I prefer the what. The what's interesting. Because if I can make some changes to my story, which we can and we do, then my story is an, is an ongoing process. It's an ongoing, fluid, flexible process that I've got say in. So um, it's not a fact. It's not factual. So if, if that story is, if I'm able to change the story of Mark, then, um, then I see myself as more of a, of a, a storyteller than a story believer, if that makes sense. 
and it makes it more fun, makes it more flexible, makes it more lighthearted. Why am I put on this planet to reawaken the sleeping giant known as the word abracadabra? The rest is details. I believe that. Mm, Yeah. In the fact that we are all stories, we are all the potential and the imagination. Um, It's very freeing to have that conception of myself. Correct. Because with that comes so much potential. It comes so much like if I am just a story, then what story am I living today? And what, what stories from my past can I rewrite that have been showing up as contractive, um, you know, fear emotions that I can rewrite into empowering emotions, creative emotions. And that within that capacity to imagine, um, that's ultimately like, that's, that's infinite. That is the, like the deepest power that we have is our capacity to imagine and create because when we really use that power, when we tap into that power and that knowledge, that is, that is like the freedom and the sovereignty of being in pure ownership of your life. You know how I'm, I know I'm doing a good job. How's that? When I get to listen to you say what you just said, and I'm like, yeah, that's deep, you know, Ryan Sprague's first 10 podcasts, give or take, maybe it was the, maybe it was three to 10 or something along those lines. They're all in lifted coaches. And I listened to all of them and I took notes um, because the way you all describe things is different than the way I describe things. And uh, like Tom England, my father said once upon a time when it, when it, when the conversation about listening, also a self-described simple person, when the, con- when the, when the, 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 the conversation about listening came up, comes up, came up, he said it more than once. He said, I already know what I'm going to say. I want to know what you're going to say. And we're at a point now, Nate, where we've graduated 220 level one coaches, group 23 is halfway done, group 24 just kicked off. Uh, Where the sophistication of the conversation is way out of my hands, if that makes sense. There There are people in the community, you're one of them, that get this stuff on a deeper level than I get it. And at a, and you got it faster than I got it. And so, um, just on a, on a, on a relevant side note, that brings me a tremendous amount of joy. And then circling back to, you know, where we started you know, uh, talking about the, the possibility, the flexibility of the story. One of the worst things that I can do is to believe everything that shows up in my head or everything that I say, uh, um, believe the stories that I told that I experienced and 
scripted when I was seven is true, ultimately true, in fact, because it was, because I was there and I'm me and I'm right. It's the same thing with coaching. One of the things I tell the coaches is don't believe your clients. All you need to do is believe that they believe them. Believe that they believe what they're saying and track their language and get them to write that shit down. And then, then you can, then you can stick a crowbar in it, also known as breathing. Truly, <laughs> I go on tangents. Tangents are are perfect. Tangents are exactly where we we come into this imaginative power because it's in, in exploring the words that are coming out of our mouths as they come out that we really learn what it is that we know. And mm-hmm. to to your point mm-hmm. of um, yeah you know, allowing this to, to become what, what it could be possibly that you were never able even to imagine that you hadn't been able to imagine in creating this. I imagine that is really profound for you to feel and may bring tears to your eyes to see what you have brought about. And the fact that this is just the beginning. You're right. You're very right. Um, I prefer keeping things small in my, in my day-to-day proceedings as in send the emails. Okay. Teach the classes, book the podcast, get on the team meetings. Okay. Make posts in the coaches community and then go, go watch, uh, silly fail videos on YouTube and go to sleep. Okay. When I look at this, the, the big picture of this thing, I'm like, damn. Uh, and, and I'll always have a, a piece of that. Uh, partly because as this thing grows, is it, we negation acknowledged, we never set out to, to create a coaching community. And when we look at our coaching community, we're so damn proud of y'all. We're so grateful for y'all. Um, we're so impressed by y'all. The caliber of people, and we have we've 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 talked about this more than once. The caliber of people that we have in the Enlifted Coaches community is uh, it's platinum standard. One, I've been saying this for years. I I've met and continue to meet fantastic people through this work. There's something about, and it's not specifically this work. It's, it's, it's in generally speaking, it's the, or it's specifically the enlifted methodology. It's, it's generally speaking, it's who's attracted to looking at themselves. You know, those people tend to be a lot more fun to be around and they tend to be breathing better. Okay, because if you do a good piece of your work on your story, you're going to unlock a, a, an aspect of your breathing. Um, and and if if you're if you're more self-aware and you're breathing better, then you're way more likely to be laughing more. Okay, and a better listener. Better breathing is the through line to the whole thing, folks. By the way, the better you breathe, the more you're going to laugh, the more you're going to smile, the better listener you're going to be the more fluid you're going to be in your movements, the, the, um, it, the, the whole thing runs better like that. And I look forward to meeting you in person, bro. Uh, this is unofficial. Okay. So my niece is graduating high school in two months. 
She's a track star. She got a scholarship. My stepmom and I are going next Thursday up to Penn State to watch her run in a very prestigious event that you only get. It's an invite only event. It's huge. And so my stepmom and I are going to, uh, we're going to go on a little road trip. We're going to have plenty of time together and I'm going to put, I'm going to make a bold request. I'm going to put in a request for the entire month of October at the lake house. Okay. And there's not going to be any structure to it because we've structured Chronicles before the first one looked like, yeah, I got stories about that. I'm going to turn the lights on. Okay. Let's just assume the sale. We're going to get the, the lake house, which is, is a long-winded invitation for you to come to Virginia. October 1st, if Mark gets what Mark wants, turn on the light, open the door. 31st of October, get you, kick everybody's monkey ass out, turn the lights off. Well, call the cleaners. <laughs> call the cleaners. And... Uh, and, and, and yeah, so if that happens, bro, you got to come to Virginia. I just blocked off the entire month of October in my calendar. Brian Sprague and little Bubby is Rachel Veritimos. If that happens, they'll come for the whole month. And it's just bring a sleeping bag. You might get a bed. You might not. There's plenty of space. There's a lake right out there. Um, and Chopper Dave will be cooking chicken wings and such on the grill, fishing. Probably catch some catfish. I, I'm living out of my, my Subaru at the moment with my dog, and Good. We, we will both be there in attendance and ready to throw down and do some rad shit for that month. You, you said something that this work attracts people who like looking at themselves. And I wanted to add another couple layers mm-hmm. to that. And it is the looking at yourself and examining yourself with radical curiosity and radical self-honesty. You recently reached 15 years of coaching. You turned 15 in your coaching practice and you recorded a podcast on the Getting Lifted podcast. Shout out to Kimberly Kesting. Um, She had this. And good job flicking us off and sending us that picture. We appreciate that. Any day. I, I really resonated with something that she said in relation to the more we come in contact with our clients' highs, their, you know, really their peak um, expansive emotions and their low contractive emotions and help them move through these emotions, you know, the, the Joseph Campbell, any emotion fully felt is bliss. The more that we take them through those and get them on the other side of them to that space of self-knowledge and self-acceptance, the more we expand our own capacity. And I really loved that as this new awareness because I, I heard the, the lights go off in your brain as well. Like, oh shit, I, I never thought of that before. What new awarenesses are you coming to this work the more that these you know, these dots connect, these neural connections, these neural pathways, as more coaches come in um, and this, you know, this grows, this momentum builds and this work becomes both, you know, more complex and less complex. 
I went off social media. I deleted my Instagram account in January of 2020. And I, that was a, that was a, 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 a touch point for a lot of the potential coaches coming in. Um, and then we back up six more months. Kimberly Kesting took over head of sales. Okay. Um, and up until then I was head of sales, which means I sold all of the, I enrolled everybody. And, um, what that meant is that I knew uh, for a, a lot of times I knew the people that were coming in before I'd heard of them or I could go research them or, um, you know, we've been friends for a while or I, uh, they were a friend of a friend from another community. Um, this past last, last Tuesday, I hit start on the introductory call for group 24. And it was the first time I had, I'd ever met eight of those coaches. That's going to happen again next month when we, we turn the lights on for group 25. And, um, that's an, that's an interesting experience for me. So on the introductory call, brand new freight faces, who are these people? Okay. Um, uh, you're, you're one of them. The there's, there's 200, the first 220 enlisted coaches, all of them have my phone number. Okay. I have a, I have a, a number of them have been to my family's lake house. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I have, I have a personal friendship with a lot of them. And that's really cool for a number of reasons. And that we'll just call that phase one of gen one of the students. And that, that right there, it sets, it sets the precedence in one way. Uh, for the community. I mean, the Lake House Chronicles, they really, they did a lot for the, the community. Just getting, or anytime enlisted coaches get together and get to hang out with each other, um, it's, it's special. Some magic really does happen. Um, and you know what? I'm going to back up on that. It's not Gen 1. Gen 1 is going to be all of the, the coaches that I certify, okay? Because I'm going to do 1,000. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to certify by my hand 1,000 level 1 students. And if we go with the current percentage rate, there'll be 500 level two students and about 200, 250 level threes. Okay. When that's done, I'm done certifying coaches. What I'm going to do is step back and mentor those coaches for the next, well, until 2000, until January 17th, 2057, because that's when I walk. That's one of the things that I will do. Um, and whoever wants to be a part of our certifications going forward, assuming that we're going to do them. Great. I'll, I'll be in the background and I will support you all doing that. Um, that's, that's, that vision and through line is, has been articulated more over the past three months than it has been over the, the rest of the, the other. So let's say I'm 15 years old in three months, like, the, 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 all the other times that I've been, I'm, I am so fucking clear on what I'm going to be doing under the unlifted umbrella. It's spooky. And I love that. Like, I really love that. So it's, um, awakening 
the most well-recognized world word on the planet, which is abracadabra. Uh, yeah, I'm rambling. I do it. I go on tangents. It is. It's exactly what I need this morning to to listen to you and to feel into the concept of getting clear. Oh yeah, getting clear with what getting clear with what it is that we want in our lives and specific getting really specific with, you know, looking, feeling into what is going to create that joy. And it's, it's an experimentation process. It's a process of curiosity of trial and error and of really being that lifelong learner. Oh, this didn't work. I, I tried this and this didn't work. I imagine in those first 15 years, there was a lot of trial and error as you ridiculous you know, explored one avenue and talk to me a little bit about that, that trial and error, about the, the feeling that new entrepreneurs have as I myself am going through this process of am just in the midst of my first beta program for my microdose immersion that I'm, I'm leading and including a lot of the enlifted uh, modality within that, in the language, in the vision creation, in the goal setting. Um, what was some, some high points, some key takeaways from your trial and error in those first 15 years? That's a very cool uh, concept for a course, by the way, and you're a perfect person to lead that. Um, reiterating what I said earlier about, so my advice, take it or leave it, is to spend about at the most, 1% of the time, somewhere between 1% and 0.1% of the time looking at the big picture, okay? You're not going to get clarity staring at the big picture. Here's where I'm going with that. You're going to get clarity by doing the smaller tasks or small tasks that you need to get done during the day and moving the thing forward one step at a time. That's how the big picture comes into view, okay? Um, or at least gets clarified. Okay, fuck yeah, have an idea where you're going and commit to the process, commit to the plan. And with the enlifted goal setting process, there's when it comes to the target, to find the target, get it into one sentence if you can, because you can, and then, then work on the plan. The plan being the step one or, or uh, the I'm forgetting the tech. The first 48 hours, that's part one. Part two, the first two weeks. Part three, the, the first three months. We reside, trust me, we, we live this stuff. We have a team meeting twice a week. And we spend a vast majority of our time focusing on the, the next two days and the next two weeks. Rarely do we get out of that. And if we do, it's usually getting something on the calendar and putting some framework around it. Like the thing that's coming up next for us, which is a weekend event at on it in September, September 17th and 18th. Um, and it's, it's marry the process folks, marry the process and do the small tasks somewhere between decent and, and, and well, and you'll, you'll walk yourself into 
you'll walk yourself towards what you want to do. So I, I said this earlier today on a call. Uh, if I get in a sailboat, if Nate and I and Nate's dog get in a sailboat and we're going on an adventure to Hawaii, we're going in a straight line 1% of the time. This is a fact. The other 99% of the time we're tacking, as in we go over here and course correct and go over there and course correct and go over there. Oh, let me reminisce. This, it pissed me off when he said it because I was sure that I had it. And this was 2011. Wow. 2011, I'd been in the game for uh, four and a half, five years. And this guy, Sang Jun, who'd done real well in the original uh, uh, late, late 90s with the, with the dot-com era. Okay. Real well got out. And I told him what I was doing and he's, he's got this Mr. Miyagi thing about him. It's Asian guys, Korean. And he goes, just be open for it looking different than you think it's going to right now. And that was when, uh, so when I put my own flag in the ground, it was the, Before, so we had Enlifted was the last, last version, the current version. Procabulary, which is getting phased out to this, this year. Before that, it was uh, the Empowered Language Systems. And before that, it was the Emotional Detox Method. So I was writing this book, this, this ebook, and the title of the, 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 the system was the Emotional Detoxification Method. Excuse me while I barf on my shoes. What a whore, what a mouthful. And then it turned into the, into, uh, the empowered language system, slightly better, still wordy. And then, then be open to collaborations because sometimes they come out of the blue and it's the best handshake you'll ever make. Uh, I'm referring to Adam Chin. So here's a, here's a little story. We're telling, tell, telling stories. I, uh, have you heard this one before? I haven't told it many times. My, um, 2000 spring 2014 my buddy from thailand calls me up he's an ayurvedic doctor and he said uh, hey dude what are you doing and i said i'm writing this ebook what's up and he goes i have he's on kosamoy he goes i have under my care right now uh china's version of madonna okay an absolute internet like you look this person up sold out stadiums okay China's version of Madonna. She's over here doing a detox and she's got a lot of personal stuff going on. Would you come over here and work with her? And I said, yep, I want to stack a cash that high and round trip plane tickets. He goes, done. So I go over to Thailand thinking that was the point of my trip. Lo and behold, Adam Chin's over there at the same time, and we're buddies, so we catch up. And he's like, what are you doing? And I show him this, this, this ebook for the Empowered Language Systems. And he goes, dude, this is legit tech. You want to turn it into a real business? And I thought about that for a hot second. And knowing him, everything he does, is, he's, it, it, and he, it's, it's the right kind of Mr. Perfect. Have you met Adam? No, you haven't, you haven't met Adam yet. I haven't, and I reached out to him to have him on the podcast. Yeah, um, good idea. In a couple of weeks. Good idea, good idea. You'll meet him at the lake house. You'll get it. Uh, yeah. And talk about the odd couple, dude. 
<laughs> I could go off on the odd couple of Mark England and Adam Chin if you would if you would like that. So we team up and we shake hands and we shoot core language upgrade and we incorporate in 2015. And um, yeah, if you're going to work with somebody, get somebody that compliments your. They're good at the stuff you're not good at, nor the things you want. It would be impossible for me to do what Adam Chin does. Okay. And, um, okay, let's talk about the odd couple. I'm the, I am risk centric. He is risk averse. I can't say that I like it. I do it and I do it to a degree. It's worked. I was the face of the business for the first six years. Okay. I was out front in the trenches. My job was to fill up the bank accounts. His job is to keep as much as possible, make sure the bills get paid. Um, great. I don't want to think about that shit. Um, and yeah, dude, we just, it's one of those people you, 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 you get together with and the magic happens. Um, so stay open to collaboration, folks. Stay open to it looking different than you think it's going to. Marry the process, as in do the reps, make small improvements as you go down your path. And eventually, whatever you're doing, as in, let's say, the curriculum for a, uh, a course or a certification, it will level itself out. You by no means need to know all the answers before you begin. That is a great way to not do shit. And it's very common. I'm going to, I'm going to get this workshop completely perfect before I go and get one on the calendar. No, you won't. No, you're not. You're going to sit there and rummage around in the, the, the specifics of the thing. When in reality, if you ever do the workshop, you're going to use about 20% of that material. Very likely, um, get the get the goddamn workshop on the calendar and work yourself backwards. Okay, that's that's a that is a absolutely a pro tip for the level one curriculum. We wrote the manual after twenty level one certifications. Those are ten week courses. Okay, we did twenty of those things until the curriculum was razor fucking sharp, and then we bring in Kayla Becker, who's got. She might be lying. She might have more, but she she admits to having she might have 13. She admits to having three master's degrees in in education. She was a teacher and she's just very good at that. Bring her in as the chief learning officer for Enlifted. She uh, uh, writes the 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 curriculum based on the certifications. And we're in the middle of writing the curriculum for level two, uh, as in the workbook. Um and get get allowing it to be messy allowing it to be what is meeting the needs of the people you're providing it for rather than coming from a place of ego is something that i am learning in creating my first program um as as i create it one week at a time i've i've got it mapped out in my head and with the feedback that i'm getting i'm like oh maybe that is something that's really interesting to me and isn't really something else may meet their needs better for this week. And how can I weave those two together so that I am you know, in integrity with the information that I have and also supporting them in the best way through their microdosing process, through their own internal healing process. 
and acknowledging that it can work its way to looking perfect and it may never look perfect. And the fact that I'm doing it is allowing it to become something that I could never have imagined. Exactly. He's right, folks. He's right. Uh, I was, I was right there when Bledsoe launched the beta test beta course for the strong coach. And he said he did, he, he didn't get to 80% of the curriculum that he thought he was going to. It went in a very different direction. Um, all you need is enough to start everybody. All you need is enough to start. If you're, if you're, if you're building a course, uh, the sweet spot is to get paid to build it as in make, make it accessible, you know, if you need to and get paid to run the beta test. That's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And then, and then do it 20 times. I dare you do run 20 of them, whatever this thing is that you're, you're, you're building right now, Nate set a goal to do 20 of them and you do 20 and you'll have something sharp. Yeah. I would like to shift from um, the, the process of creation into something that I've heard you talk about. Um, you, you referred briefly to being in Thailand and I've heard you talk about riding a motorcycle with garbage bags full of psilocybin mushrooms. And I would like you to explore how those mushrooms supported you in your journey of self-exploration. That was the first time that I had taken psychedelics with a, a, a conscious intention of uh, self-exploration as opposed to just getting fucked up. Um, and I thought I was done with them. So high school, college, uh, wash down a handful of, of mushrooms with a six pack of, or more of natural light and go to an Almond Brothers concert or go to a party or uh, something along those lines. Um, and, and I got out of college and I'm like, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. The, so I, I lived in Thailand for a decade, everybody. Still sounds strange to say. The first five was in Bangkok. I was an elementary school sports teacher. Great gig. The second five, I was a counselor at a cleansing resort on the island of Koh Samui. And the, the hypnotherapist came up to me shortly after I got there. I got there in January. And well, it's not shortly. And the monsoon hits in September, September, October, November. Rains like a motherfucker. And about early August, he comes up to me. He goes, you know, uh, it's monsoon season soon. I'm like, yep. He goes, you know what that means? And I go, a lot of rain. He goes, yep. You know what else it means? I'm like, nope. He goes, uh, mushrooms. We're going mushroom picking at the elephant farm. So the elephant trekking, you know, they get the, the tourists, stick them on an elephant and you know, they might have 10, 15 elephants at, at, a, at a particular place. Elephants poop a lot. And so they take these wheelbarrows of elephant dung into the jungle and pile them up. And, and he goes, yeah, man, they uh, grow a lot of mushrooms out there. We're going to go, we're going to go picking. And I'm like, all right. Um, so I'm, I'm 30. So we go, uh, 
pissing down rain and we walk into the jungle you had to be secretive about it and we walk up on uh let's just say half of a tennis court uh full of huge cubensis mushrooms we're talking caps like this stems like that and um he pulled out a couple of the, the just like a 7-eleven uh uh plastic bag you get he gave me two he goes this this will this will do and i'm like you think and so i fill up probably about five pounds in each bag and so i'm driving and it, it would have been not fun to get caught with that i'm driving my motorcycle back from the other side of the island with a bag slung over each handlebar um and that kicked off a a a a different era uh when it comes for when it comes to psychedelics with me um i was dating a russian woman at the time who was as good of a cook as it's a phenomenal cook and she made chocolates she was also a chocolatier she made chocks she made um she dried some of them out she made spaghetti sauce with them um uh tea uh uh all kind it was just mushrooms on top of mushrooms with a side order of mushrooms and that was a very different experience than how i had explored mushrooms in the in the past um which opened me up to something called ibogaine when it was presented to me um one of my best friends on the island at the time was an ibogaine service provider and he kept talking about this he's like dude it's the it's the it's the pinnacle it's the ultimate it's it's you're going to trip for at least 12 hours and i'm like dude that sounds horrible he goes yeah it is you like what happens though on the other side of it and um and i did and i did uh and and then we um we partnered up and created ibogaine asia and to my knowledge at the time we were the only people on this was in 2009 we were the only people that were prov that were providing ibogaine for people for exclusively personal and quote unquote spiritual development ibogaine is also very well known and respected it's how it's it's how it got placed into the conversation with psychedelics for addiction interruption and we we got we got a lot of requests for people that wanted to come off alcohol or cocaine or you name your drug and we're like no so we stuck to this lane i was part of that for a year and a half um, we administered somewhere between 50 and 55 three-day three-day sessions for people uh very intense um and on a on us to bring the, the the story work into the conversation we noticed a remarkable difference in people's experience going through their ibogaine journey and their integration process when we did a story work session before and a story work session afterwards because guess what we've we've touched on this when someone gets the stories that have been ping-ponging in their head for god knows how long about what's been going what's going on in their adult life and if you really do the good work you're going to go into their childhood get them down on paper written out written out and aired out okay 
expressed, fully felt through, whatever you want to call it, they're breathing on blocks. Okay. And when people are breathing well, going into psychedelic journeys, they're usually going to have a better, more transformational time. And then on the back end of that, when they have a way to get what they experienced on paper, okay, write it out and air it out, same thing, and distill that, then, then it's easier to come away with a polished jewel or a, a specific message that's easy to remember and, and, and implement. Psychedelics can be, depending on the dose, extremely overwhelming. And uh, sometimes that, that can be very challenging to integrate. So for, I, I highly recommend considering that as an option for people that are doing you know, medium to higher doses of psychedelics to do, get with Nate. He knows what to do. Get, do a story work session beforehand and then go in there. Watch what happens. And on the back end, do another one. I have been using this, mm. the Enlifted process for integration coaching. And I have yet to use it for intention setting, for clearing out the stories that a person may have in going into a big ceremony and in going into a big um, plant medicine experience as, you know, when you you're going to be going into that if you're doing it right with a little bit of fear, with a little bit of trepidation, because you're holding that medicine in a space of honor. You're honoring the power that it has. And when you're able to um, go through any of the, the limiting senses, conceptions of yourself that are standing in that way, that will help you surrender so much more and be in that space of a low, slow breath mm -hmm. that will enable you to move through the energy that you're experiencing in this expanded aperture. I am, um, this is the second month I have been leading this plant medicine mastermind, the innate flow mastermind with Chase Tollison has been on, um, Jared Davis, some real and lifted gangsters have been joining this. And we have been discussing things like integration, like breath work, like microdosing coaching in the context of how can we apply all of these um, modalities that we have to create the kind of um, you know, plant medicine facilitation, plant medicine coaching realm sphere in an intentional way as this is starting to boom. We're reaching this point where psychedelics are becoming much more mainstream and popularized after the 1960s where we saw them you know just go rampant and then there was some resistance culturally now what i would like to do with this mastermind is really grow how we're doing this in a very clear and intentional way to use things like the enlifted method like the enlifted modality story work coaching to really get clear on you know how can we do this in an optimal healing way Y'all are y'all trailblazers with this stuff, you know. And this is a uh, that you just reiterated what I said initially. You know, I'm we're getting to watch uh, a lot of our coaches take the ball and run with it in the direction that they want to. Okay, I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm so good with psychedelics. There is an asterisk there. It's called combo. And we can talk about that. Um, and as far as 
I mean, is that really a psychedelic? No, not in my opinion. It's not. It's a, it's a medicine for fucking shit. It's, it's a frog, a frog medicine. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a medicine. It absolutely is a medicine. Uh, and the, the, the sky's the limit with this for you, bro. You know, a, a, a great person to have on. Are you familiar with Chad Curtis? Yeah. Yeah. We were on level one and level two together. He's doing this. He's doing this as well uh, in New York in, in, in some uh, um, psychonaut groups that he's involved in story work before they go in. And he's coming back with the he's coming back with similar uh, 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 similar report. It's like they're having an easier time going through it and they have a better time integrating. So it went from garbage bags full of or bags, five pound bags of cubensis mushrooms to ibogaine and then into combo, which is that's it's that's right now. It's it's been that way since 2014. It's really the only medicine I'm interested in working with. Definitely on a personal level. It's the only medicine that that I administer. So I started administering and it, using it and administering it in 2014 under the guidance of Simon Scott. Um, and same thing there. 2019, I did, I did, I think it was 12, 12 or 13, three day um, combo workshops for people. And we always started out the morning with an hour and a half to two hours of story work. And guess what? People unlock the, you, you, you clean house on some stories, the breath unlocks. And so when the suck shows up with combo, which it will, uh, uh, you can relax into it and then it can, it can, it can get more out of you that way. You know, getting yourself out of the way, the most simple way that I know to articulate that or slash to demonstrate that is to get my breathing low and slow and keep it there. If my breath is high and tight and I think I'm out of the way, it's just a mental, it's just a mental exercise. If I want to demonstrate getting myself out of the way, get your breath, breathe well and, and keep it that way. Something that, that has piqued my curiosity in, in hearing you talk about the, the enlifted work is how it relates to the Tao Te Ching mm. and how that is, has been seminal wisdom for your growth. Explore that. How, how does the enlifted system, the power of our language, abracadabra, with my words, I create... How does that tie in to the wisdom of the Tao Te Ching of the Tao? It's 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 very Taoist in the sense that our two goals that are when the enlisted method is applied even moderately well, the the two the two goals are achieved simultaneously is the creation of space and clarity. That's that's what we're there to do. Create help people create space and clarity space in their imagination okay clarity in their imagination space and clarity in their breathing and then they're going to change their mind on their own okay open someone up set them free let them go they're going to the opposite uh would be thinking i know what they need to do that's not taoist at all um, and to make it even more Taoist, that was not, we didn't intend to set out to create a system to create space and clarity. Okay. It just, it, 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 it happened that way um, as a byproduct of 
helping people with their stories. And it, it took, it took 15 years for those two words to come out of my mouth, space and clarity. And, um, I've had several chapters, um, with the, with the doubt aging. Uh, I, I read it initially a number of times. There's a Chinese, there's a, there's a, there's a Chinese saying or Taoist saying, you read a book a thousand times, you're bound to understand it. Uh, I read the Tao Te Ching uh, a number of times when I first, it's a very, it's a short book. Uh, and here's, here's the punchline. You're going to get it and you're not going to get it all at the same time. The last round, um, well, the second to last round, looks like the next one's coming up, um, was in 2017. We did a tour in, uh, in Europe. And I am a polished Guinness drinker, okay? I love that. Oh, wait, it's there at the farm. I've got a stack. I just got them in last month, a stack of Dow Day Jing books. I bought 13, 14 of them just to give them out for shits and giggles. But here's, here's one. Um, and I would go to the pub and I would get my fill of Guinness. And then I would come back to my hotel room and I'd read the Tao Te Ching. I did that every night for a month. Um, and you can get through it in, in, a, in a day or two. So I, I read it through multiple times. And I'm like, I totally understand this. And I totally don't understand this at the same time. It resonates. It, it touches something in me at the deepest of levels. And then it's also simultaneously way the fucking fuck over my head. And I like that, you know, I like that. It's a, it's a, it's a peculiar feeling. It's a peculiar experience. And, um, you know, it, 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 it helped me in my approach to, uh, coaching. It helped me in, 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 in my approach to myself. Um, you know, becoming simple is not easy. Becoming simple is not easy. You show me something that is that is simple, uh, and I'll show you something that has been refined. They both go hand in hand. Simplicity is indicative of the essence of something. And when you breathe well and you keep your story simple, you will get to the essence of yourself. And when, when you can operate from a position of being or expressing the essence of yourself or being the essential version of yourself. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, dead wood as Jordan Peterson calls it. And he says 95%, roughly 95% of people's character is dead wood. Burning that off is not the funnest thing. Like that's exactly what he said, uh, which is true. And um, you, therein lies your freedom. You know, mm. anyone that wants to become it's not about becoming the, the, in a sense, the, the highest version of ourself. If you want to go high, you go low. Okay. So myself personally, I've, I'm very clear about what I want to do and what I am doing and what will can, I will continue to do with the, with the enlisted community. I want to be at the center and in, at, in, in the center and at the bottom and I'm going to stay there. And yeah, we're in the rock star launching business. Okay. It's one of the reasons I took myself off social. And it's one of the reasons uh, that we're um, that Kimberly is the the host of the podcast, 
it's one of the reasons that there will be multiple people on the uh, when we shoot in lifted essentials in in Jan in July and retire the way of the enlisted athlete and vocabulary. Um, yeah, move back, support everybody else. It's way more interesting, way more fucking interesting in my opinion. For me, just for me personally. Something that I heard Mike Bledsoe say that I'm tying in to everything you're talking about is our capacity for success is measured by our ability to be with paradox. Mm-hmm. And in, in all of this, the, the Taoist concept of the way Wu Wei, our action through inaction as being the through line of taking messy action and then surrendering being at the center and at the bottom, you know, having this very powerful energy and being simple, being simple and also, you know, not being easy, negation acknowledged. It is, it is our ability to understand these mutually exclusive polarities and to be with them that enables us to really move into that space of creation and allowance that simultaneous space. hundred percent. Nietzsche said, it's not a complete system. If it, if there isn't a paradox and, and it's, it's um, one of the reasons Adam and I are doing a good job leading this community is because we don't want to lead it. Riddle me that one, Batman. Like, like I, I did not, it's, I'm going to become a leader because I want to be a leader. Have fun. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. Um, yeah, it's uh, you're going to understand it and you're not at the same time simultaneously try to understand and be very comfortable with the absolute yeah. impossibility of understanding. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, dude. I know. It is. It is. That is the divine mm-hmm. good and evil. The the paradox the the duality and experiencing that duality in its divinity in its perfection is that that is where you are able to to find your connection with source conscious that is where i have been able to find my connection with source consciousness in the that cosmic mystery in that flow um the innate flow i would like to if you have the time, here you explore um, the importance of cussing and shitposting and offending people. Yeah. Um, cussing is a, which I enjoy. It is a, it's a personal preference. And I like, when I go out to eat Thai food, I want that dish five out of five spicy. Same here cussing for me is a it's it's how i talk behind the scenes it's how i talk it's how i talk off the clock it's how i talk on the clock and yeah make it make it a personal decision try to make go go try to make something that everybody likes and you're gonna lose okay um be yourself people there there's there is a a lot more people out there that are uh they want authenticity 
more than they want. Um, what's a better way to say that? They want you to be you. They want to know you. And and the people that get offended to stuff, great, go for it. You know, the, as the old saying goes, offense is 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 always taken. It's never given. I take offense to that. Well, stop taking it if you can. I doubt you can uh, currently because you're offended, and very likely you're addicted to being offended. Uh, and some people, and it's there, there's a growing amount. There's there's a growing there's a bifurcation happening in the human species. I believe that there's there's a percentage of the population that is interested in becoming more emotionally reactive and uh, easily offended. And um, that's how they get their attention. Uh, and then there's a group of people that is interested in uh, becoming less easily offended uh, and more resilient, um, also known as the freedom economy, which we are squarely in. Um, and, you know, then also there's, there's the whole styles make fights thing. It's so true. Create, create your own style and run with it. You're going to have more fun that way. And you push some people away. Great. You'll be attractive to other people. If you don't want to cuss, don't cuss. If you want to do it. And if you do, you know, place them well in, in your storytelling. Of course, you can overdo it. I overdo it sometimes. And, and I'm aware when I do. And I'm like, huh, yeah, okay, fine. Back up a little bit. Whatever. And in exploring your own projections and in going deep into your own triggers through those projections, you're able to see what, where, and when people are projecting things onto you and to bring compassion and a levity to the energy with which you step in life. Levity is one of my favorite words. And a lot of the funniest people, they cuss. There's something about the punctuation of it. It was Tony Robbins and you got to sign a waiver before you go to a Tony Robbins event. And I love how they word it. Uh, I am aware that, that Tony Robbins may or may not use adult language in this. Dude, he just drops. He carpet F-bombs. He's just, and he is just ruthless with it. He is, he is, um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, and he was talking about how cuss words, they activate a part of the brain that translates to, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this mostly right. It, 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 it activates a part of the brain that puts people at ease. And there have been studies that people who cuss are more trustworthy than people that do not. Um, is that why I cuss? No, I cuss because I cuss. Motherfucker. And it's a pattern interrupt. It's exactly. It right. takes you deeper into what the person is saying with that, you know, transgressive energy. Very well said. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's, and it's childish in one sense, which I find hilarious, you know. Coming to the, the projection, the victim mentality, that acquired personality trait, you, you've said that the victim mentality plus technology equals the board. Ugh, yep. How, what do we do with technology? How do we relate 
to technology in stepping into this difficult to discern realm. Rudolf Steiner said, with each step forward in our technological development, we require seven steps forward in our spiritual development. How does this work grant us the grace to move into our spiritual development? Back to the breathing, because it unlocks the breath. It creates awareness. It creates awareness. It creates responsibility. It creates uh, uh, vastly improved breathing mechanics. When you think of the most spiritual people do you that you know, or as someone progresses on their path of spiritual development, does their does their breathing uh, uh, get better or does it get worse? It gets better. It gets better. So if you want to be, I'd, I'd much rather be called a, a good breather than someone who's spiritual. I don't know what the fuck that term means, nor am I interested in finding out. What I do want to know, what I do want to do is breathe well, smile more, keep the drama low, stay focused on the things that are interesting to me. Um, deliver on my commitments, hang around with cool people, uh, and, 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 and laugh a lot. Um, that, that right there, if that ain't spiritual, then I don't want spiritual. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I've been saying this for a while, Mr. Mr. Simple over here, humanity plus technology plus the victim mentality, it equals the Borg. What's the Borg? Look that up, everybody. Look up the Borg. Look up the Google Google Images. It's the merger of man and machine. In in a in that in in a in a it, it is the development of the omniscient hive mind. So there's no free thought. There's no free will. Everything is known and controlled by a centralized source in real time. Uh, the people, if you look at the, the, you know, start, we're, we're talking Star Trek. If, uh, you know, you, you look at the pictures of the Borg, those people have horrible suntans. They are completely automatized. There's no facial expression. I doubt they're fucking, there's no, there's the, the spark of humanity has been extricated and extinguished. And that's also what I mean, what I was alluding to when I said there's a bifurcation of, um, uh, of, 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 of people. There are people that want to be uh, more expressed in their humanity and um, more, more connected to other people in a traditional human sense and nature. Uh, and then there's, then there's a, and I, and, and if, if they knew what they were walking themselves into, I'm making a broad stroke projection here. They'd have, they'd have some reservations about it. Uh, the victim mentality is it's the swing vote for humanity. I see the universe as a feedback loop. And when there's how many billion people uh, creating and maintaining some sort of, some sort of victim mentality, uh, evil and Rand, there's a quote from Anne Rand, evil requires the sanction of a victim. When there's 7 billion people creating victim-centric stories, the universe in all its wisdom and its impartialness, uh, uh, I, I doubt that's a word, if 
if if you all are going to be a victim, we're going to deliver a villain. And it's going to be a big one. And that that um, you're going to get an overlord. You're going to get an overlord. Humans plus technology plus a hero mentality or an architect mentality or a, uh, um, a great breathing mechanics, also known as spiritual development. Uh, then we get Star Trek. You know, we're out, we're out and about zipping around, you know, getting things right, getting things wrong, having adventures. Everybody's la- people. The, the laughter is still there. Okay. That's a, that's a major part of, 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 of being human is, is the ability to laugh at things. I'm, I'm picking the Star Trek ship. I'm picking Star Trek as opposed to the Borg. I, I brought this up with Paul Check, and that guy's way fucking smarter than I am, and way more. Um, he's just a he's a he's a legend for a number of reasons, and he nodded the whole way through it. It's a simple analogy, and you know this gets into it's the same as transhumanism. You want to look up something spookier than shit? Look up transhumanism, and and stay stay in that game, the conversation. Get out of the mainstream conversation of what transhumanism is and and do a little bit of your own research also known as the alternative media and some of the things that they're proposing in my opinion are downright sinister i don't want to yeah go ahead one of the one of the things that that comes up for me in thinking about this this paradigm that you described humanity plus the victim mentality plus technology equals the Borg, is that when we are in the victim mentality, we are much more easily controlled. We're much more easily sold thing to. We're much more easily um, coerced and manipulated within ideas because we're already in that space. We're already in that contractive space where propaganda resonates with us, where products, advertising is just going to go right directly into our subconscious. And we are this open vessel. We're this mark to just be directed by whomever, wherever, you know, whatever wants to take our energy and use it for their will. I was looking at this this morning. It's Biderman's chart of coercion. So after um, the Korean War, um, the U.S. government wanted to know why U.S. soldiers, how they were brainwashed in to such a degree where they were denouncing the United States. And this guy, Biderman, he studied it and came up with a Biderman's chart of coercion. And we're seeing this play out. Uh, I say this publicly. I am a I am not at all a fan of uh, the COVID-19 scenario situation that the chapter one, which we, let's just say we went through that and, and likely the, the subsequent chapters that are on the way. And it talked about step one, isolate people and then scare the shit out of them. Okay. And make them do things, make ritualize things, stand six feet apart, ritualize things, wear this mask. Okay. And then you take them to the edge and then you back off and let them breathe. Okay. Then you come back in and reinstate the whole thing again, but twist the screws tighter. 
And when it, when this, this on again, off again, compression, relaxation, compression, relaxation in modern vernacular, what, what transpires from that is called Stockholm syndrome. And that's where people fall in love with their aggressors, their oppressors, their captors. Um, not everybody. And you don't need everybody. So it, it's a whole lot easier to lead people around by the nose when their breathing is trapped in their chest. Okay. It's a whole lot easier uh, for people to go, hold on, wait a minute, when they're breathing well. Okay. So the name of the game is uh, the name of the enlifted game. Yeah, fine. We're known as the language people. We might as well be known as the language and the breathing people and gun to head. It's about the breath. We're there to unlock people's breath and help them keep it unlocked the vast majority of the time. And therein lies their freedom. They'll make their own choices. Is in lifted a cult? You're damn right it's a cult. It's a thing for your fucking self-cult. Okay. And here's the tools. And Adam Chin, you can ask him about this. One of the one of the many things that he loves about the enlifted method is we could use it uh, to make people a whole hell of a lot worse. Okay. If somebody Adam's like, man, uh, I hope one day we get to write a movie script and somebody's like, hey, man, can you come in and, and, and write a script? We need, we need these people to be big time victims. We need the actual language, the script for them to, 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 to play out. We would just crush that. It would be filled with projections and negations and soft, all the, all the stuff. And so you can take if, if someone wanted to be more of a victim, uh, I can tell them exactly what to do with their language and they will get a result a hundred percent of the time someone wants to become more free and autonomous and feel better um yeah we can help with that too and most of the time that's what <laughs> that's what people want i started two and a half three years of workshops like that hey everybody i'm mark thanks for coming how do y'all want to feel right now tell me how you want to feel and everybody can tell you how they want to feel in under five seconds Somewhere between uh, good, great, connected, and confident. Something along those lines. Also known as positive things. Okay. Um, and that, that goes for the, the majority of, of, of humanity. Having said that, part of us does get addicted to the victim mentality. I've played that song myself plenty of times. I get it. The thing, it's not the easiest thing in the world to dismantle. And yet it's the thing to dismantle. It comes with, with dedication and it comes with self-awareness, with curiosity. Oh, yeah. And it is a start and keep going process. It is, you know, thinking that you need to have it all figured out. 100%. Initially, 100%. understanding that um, you are expanding your capacity, your self-awareness, and that is an opportunity that you get to do of holding space within yourself for this awareness, for the recognition that you're in a victim story and to come back quicker and quicker to that space of self-acceptance, mm -hmm. self-awareness and acknowledgement when you're in a story that can be uncomfortable, that can be painful at times. And that is the pain that alleviates the suffering when you find yourself on the other side of it. There's no way out. There's a way through. Dude, 100%. You get into this game, everybody, self-introspection with your story, dismantling the victim mentality. The tears are coming. The forecast calls for pain. 
It's, it's going to happen. It's a part of getting unstuck. And like I said, the people that are up for that kind of processing, I want to know them. I want to hang out with them. I want them to come to the lake house. You know, it's um, a lot of people would pay not to do what we do in this line of work. And having said that, more and more people are paying for this because people are getting hip to this stuff, mm-hmm. man. I've been, I've been talking about it for 15 years and I first, okay, fine. Yes. I've gotten better at talking about it. Also telling the story about it, delivering the, 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 uh, implementing the enlift. That's yes, that's going to happen. You get better at whatever you do repeatedly. And, and I first clocked it in 2019 at paleo effects. We had a booth. That's where we launched and lifted. And people were coming up and they're like, hey, what's this about? And I'm like, I I, I tell them, your words are influencing you powerfully, better and for worse. Here's a pen, write something down. And I prove the point. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm reading a book about farming. And there's a a couple of paragraphs about, you know, how important self-talk is. Or, you know, my um, yoga teacher was talking about this the other day. Or... uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, run a, I run a CrossFit gym and, you know, we've been having more and more of these conversations. People from, from five or six different, very different areas uh, were, were talking about this particular topic under the umbrella of, of their, of their um, uh, subject matter of, of, of interest. And guess what? Whatever you want to get good at, playing the violin, public speaking, uh, uh, kickboxing, uh, coaching, growing things, uh, farming. There's there's an identity component. Okay, let's talk about the trifecta of mastery. So you put these th- these three things together, and then you long game it, and you're 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 on the path to mastering whatever it is. So you need the skill set, whatever the skill set is. Okay, let's talk about coaching. You need the skill set to facilitate transformation, also known as add value solve problems, create space and clarity, choose your words. You need an identity that is supportive of you taking that skill set into the arena and competing, okay? Also known as offering your services, charging for money, uh, well, you know, getting in the arena. And then a community of like-minded people that you can associate with, you can speak to, you can ask questions with, you can commune with. If you have those three things, the skill, the identity, and a community, and you stay on that path for long enough, you're going to get really good. That is a mic drop if I have ever heard one. And I am excited to build my community with some motherfucking pirates this October at the lake house. I That fills me with this this vibrational energy right in my heart. And I'm super excited to get to spend some time with you, with Adam Chin, with the rest of, of those amazing, grounded, powerful individuals. Mark England, where can people find you? Where would you like to send people to work with you? The good news is, is you can't. And in a direct sense, you can go to Enlifted Coaches. And uh, uh, I'm not on social media. Go to Unlifted Coaches. Uh, Kimberly Kesting runs that account. She's great. Um, if the coaching certifications, if you want to get certified uh, or want to learn more about it, let's start there. Go to enlifted.me 
And we also have a podcast, the Get In Lifted podcast. It's all about coaching for coaches in all forms and, and fashions of the, the aspects of coaching skill set and, and, and coaching business. Yeah, I, I really love that podcast since um, it has been launched and digging into a lot of the these concepts that I'm already familiar with and hearing, like you said, other people relate to them yep. and explore them in their own language um, has changed the way that I relate to and engage with them. So it has been a joy to have you on today. I thank you so much. And I will, um, I, I commit to having you back on before you reach 350. How about I interview you on your 100th? Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I plan to reach 100 by, let's, let's set a date. My man. By June, by my 35th birthday, I will reach 100. I will turn, I turn 34 June 30th. And that, that will be the date by which before then you will interview me on my 100th podcast. 100%. And, and prepare yourself because I, I am going to ask you the, the ultimate question whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. I'm going to ask you that on our 100. Don't, don't, not, not, not now, not now. I'm not emotionally prepared to answer that right now. So I will, I will be ready to deal with that when I have the, the maturity of 35 years. We had Brandon Powell, Kimberly, myself, Kimberly and myself interviewed Brandon Powell for the getting lifted podcast last Saturday. And we asked him at, at uh, towards the end is a hot dog, a sandwich. And he got emotional about it. He brought up Canadian bacon. It was a, it was a thing. It was way more than I was expecting. And I'm super glad I asked him that question. Nate Baumgartner, you're a fucking G dude. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for starting this podcast. I very much look forward to watching your innate flow program, uh, blossom and bloom and help a lot of people. And you, 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 you cash them checks, all the great things that comes from a project like that. Thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate that too received and thank you so much brother have a beautiful day be well